0: Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back and happy new year. Happy 2020. Welcome. Welcome. We made it. It's 2020. Um, Also, just a little note. um, This week is the two year anniversary of this podcast. I've been doing this podcast now two years. Um, a hundred and this will be the 184th episode with a couple of special episodes in between. And this podcast started off so differently it started off. I was just doing like a little 10 minute, um, podcast. I thought at the time, one, it was the amount of time I had Two, it was more like, I know people don't really like to listen too long for certain things. So I was like, let me just do 10 minutes, but I was doing them every day. And so, um, started to change the format because it became harder to do the podcast every day. And limit it to 10 minutes. So I started to do it weekly. I've had moments where it's been every other week. We've had different breaks in between. But the um the goal is to always have to release a, a podcast every week. And they're longer now. So they're a little closer to 30 minutes sometimes. um Because they're only once a week. So that's been the evolution. Uh, the sound's gotten better. If you go back and listen to episode one and two. Oh my God, it was tough. I wasn't even using a microphone, I think, on the first episode. Um, I've been through a few microphones. um And now I'm kind of stuck with a blue a blue microphone, which I really like. Um, I've did use different software like this has been a lot of um, evolution, which is always good. But for two years, we've been together on this financial emancipation journey. So I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad to be here in 2020. So I wanted to um, <clears throat> start off the first episode of 2020. Kind of just doing a little bit of a recap for you sharing some personal and um, financial news I have for myself. And just kind of talking about some things that I hope they were going to leave in 2019, as far as the financial freedom space. So first off, I want to say that you know 2019 for me personally was a good financial year. Um, I managed to be very aggressive with my savings. Um, I managed to um, to to keep my credit card debt down. Um, like I've said to you guys before, I managed. I I, I keep one credit card active. I have about four credit cards, but they all have zero balances. Um, and the fifth one being my American Express card, I have that card and I um I utilize that card, um, for travel. And so I get travel points and bonuses and things like that from that. And so that's the card that I use consistently. Um, and I've I spent a lot of time in twenty nineteen focused on making sure that my credit score was increasing um, as I was preparing for what I, my plans I have for 2020, which is to buy a home, uh, a second home. So I was I spent a lot of time doing that. Again, spent a lot of time um, on my savings and, um, and being very aggressive with my savings and spent a lot of time focusing on retirement. Um, I just had had a bunch of experiences listening to people just having these very sad experiences with getting close to retirement. And it just kind of hit me that you know, the retirement for me is another 25 years away. And so I need to really focus on what I want retirement to look like and what it means to me and how I'm gonna get there. And so I spent some time last year focusing on that, opened up some new retirement accounts um, so that I could have multiple forms of retirement. It also helps me um, from a tax perspective. So I said, let me just try to get that done. Um, and, and really making sure that the long term future is kind of be beginning to be set for me financially. Um, in that space, though, I was seeing a lot of conversation. Um, anytime I talk about a topic here on the podcast, I kind of go in search of seeing what other people are talking about in the same in the similar financial space because I like to know where what else you guys are hearing as it relates to money. And I find that there's a lot of. Um, a lot of down talking to people when it comes to finances. And I try really hard in this space to not do that. I'm sure that there, anyone could pull out moments where I've done or sounded in that way. And, and I hate that that's happened, but it can happen. But I notice that there are a lot of kind of advice or or information that goes out to people, um, that can be a little condescending and a little like separated or 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 out of touch from what people are truly going through when it comes to their finances. Um, if you notice, I focus a lot on the fi- on the emotional aspect of finances because I believe that what we feel plays a lot into how we behave when it comes to our finances. And I think that sometimes if we can focus on taking the emotion out of it, we can make some more logical decisions as it relates to money. So I try to talk a lot about that. I understand that people are struggling at different in different spaces and at different times. And sometimes the reason that you're struggling has nothing to do with you being irresponsible or mismanaging your money. Sometimes you're just not earning enough money to support yourself. This country, you know, we don't have a good system of payment for people as it relates to how fast, um, you know, cost of living is increasing. And so there's times when you're struggling, and it's not because you are being irresponsible or, or, or a terrible person with money, but because, you know, you just don't earn enough money to, to support your lifestyle, a basic lifestyle. It doesn't have to be an elaborate lifestyle. It's just a basic lifestyle. At the same time, though, there are some tips and, and things that we have to implore because it will help you. So when I talk about savings, I've heard people say, "You know, listen, I don't have enough money to save. That's never true. You can always save. You may not be able to save at a high level, but you can always save and you should always save because when you're working you should be paying yourself first. And even if that is a very small amount, it's a demonstration into the universe that you care about paying yourself first and it's an effort you're making to build a habit so that as your income increases you'll be able to continuously keep that habit. So that's a that's a big part of that. But there's a lot of talk about, you know, I've seen the conversations about your coffee and, and why are you buying coffee outside and buying, you know, breakfast outside? If you change those things, you'll change your financial life. You know, again, some of that is about shifting habits. It's not necessarily that a two or three dollar coffee every day will save you enough money to change your life. What it really is saying is that you need to adjust your habits in order to um to be able to make changes to your finances. And you begin with a small thing like coffee and then maybe you can increase towards not buying your lunch every day, and you know buying lunch outside every day, and you know eliminating sometimes when you go out to dinner or, or order in when you could really just cook at home, and and beginning to build upon something that seems small like your coffee into changing your habits because a lot of growing in your finances has to be that you have to make changes to habits that you have habits that have been put in place through through like the way you were raised and the way things that you saw growing up. And again, I bring it loop it back around to this emotional thing that we have, where there's a lot of emotion tied to money because we we as a culture as people, determine our self worth by how much money we have and therefore how many things we can buy or show or do. And I've always say that social media makes that even worse, you know so it's like it we, we, you'll hear people say, you know they, they they get a new car, not because they necessarily need a new car, but because they want people to see that they can afford a new car, right you know, I just got a new car. I got a new car because I hate when a car starts to give problems and my car was not giving like major problems. It was just starting to give those little bit of problems that I can't deal with. I drive to work every day. I didn't want to deal with it. I'm blessed that financially I was able to afford to get a new car after having spent two years with no car note. Um, And I think that Doing that was able to help me to able to use that money for other things again to pad my savings to pay down debt So that at this point when i'm able to to take on a credit a A, a monthly expense again, I feel like i'm in a good position because i've spent some time padding that but There's not there wasn't an emotional reason why I needed a new car why I felt like I wanted to get a new car um, and it wasn't even something that I made a big deal about as far as you know sharing it on social media, I don't feel like it's an accomplishment in that way that I have to go out and tell people, Look, I got a new car. It's just I needed a new car, you know, I needed a car that wasn't making noise and wasn't doing anything, you know. And so, it, 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 it emotions can be tied and things, and we can start to believe or perceive that those kind of things bring us value when they, they don't. Um, and that's when we can start to chase things financially that may not be advantageous to our financial future or our financial security. So I wanna kind of to talk about, to kind of get away from that in the sense of what we're discussing as it relates to financial freedom. You know, I see people talk about, you know, the debt. You have to pay down your debt. Paying down your debt is important because you can't build wealth while you're still in debt, right? But you have to get to the root of why you're in debt. So I don't like to just preach about being in, uh, paying down debt, right? Just paying down your debt. It's important. It is a key element to financial freedom is paying down your debt, but you gotta get into the the, the root of why you have the debt to begin with. Are you living beyond your means, right? That's a big part of the conversation because sometimes debt is an, is, an, is an indicator that you're living beyond your means. You have a bunch of credit card debt is because you have a lifestyle that you can't support with just the cash, right? So you have all of this debt and and that means you're living beyond your means. If you're living beyond your means, then the idea of paying off your credit card debt, while that is important and essential, we got to get down to getting you living within your means, which goes back to one of the other fundamentals of financial freedom, which is setting a budget. So setting a budget is, a, is essential to get you to stop living beyond your means, which will allow you to not continue to grow the debt that you have which will give you an opportunity and a place and space to begin to pay down the debt and so it really is about the conversation which you have to kind of break down because what happens is we we throw all these things at people pay down your debt don't don't run up your credit card bills the credit cards are a scam all things that are true but there's more right you have to dig a little bit deeper I say save, I say save, save, but again, the savings conversation goes back to the are you living beyond your means conversation, which always goes back to do you have a budget? And if you don't have a budget, it's very likely that you're living beyond your means because a budget takes all the money that you have and it allocates every dollar, which means you couldn't live beyond your means. So when you're living beyond your means, I know you don't have a budget, right? Right. So there's things like that. So it all kind of breaks down to the fundamentals, which is saying, hey, you have to kind of get down to the basic thing, which is get yourself a budget, write it down. And so, you know, when the conversations kind of circulate, they can work in ways to make people feel bad about where they are financially and make it so that you are intimidated or just don't decide that it's not something that you're willing to go forward and take on right now, which is, kind of getting your finances together don't be discouraged having a budget is what you need to start with there's no there's no other magical thing there there's no secret it's just getting a budget so when you see all these different platforms and all these different places and spaces that maybe when you look at it in such a um a very quick you know 180 characters um kind of response you may feel like it's not something you can do but when you dig a little deeper, which is why I try to do that on the podcast, you dig a little deeper, you find that you can totally do this. If you have a financial goal in mind, you can achieve that goal. It just takes discipline, hard work, and focus, right? And some of that discipline, hard work, and focus is gonna be on getting a new job and, and earning more money. Some of that discipline, hard work, and focus is gonna be on eliminating unnecessary expenditures, some of that discipline and hard work and focus is going to be on staying on top of paying down debt, paying off debt. It's gonna be a lot of sacrifice for things that you may think that are necessary for you, right? Going out all the time, spending money going to dinners and going out or or, or cable, which I always tell people cable, you know, yes, in this day and age, we need Wi-Fi. You don't necessarily need cable, right? It may require some really, significant cuts to your expenditures to get where you need to go but but if you have a goal and you want to do it those things will be worth it at the end so don't be so intimidated it's a new year you know i talked about this i did a um, a video and check it out on my youtube page but um the financial emancipation the i'm sorry the financial emancipator um and it's on my um Instagram page as an IGTV um, video which talks about don't run yourself ragged through the month of January trying to achieve financial goals that you haven't prepared yourself for. It makes no sense. It would be like I mentioned in the last episode. I want to start running and working out again. So if I just jump up tomorrow and just start running, it's going to be a disaster and I'm going to feel compelled to quit because I'm not going to enjoy the experience. It's going to be very hard, very challenging, very difficult. And I'm going to say, why should I keep doing this? F it. I'm going to stop. That's what happens when you start the year off and you say, oh, that's it. I'm going to cut out everything. I'm going to stop doing this because I'm going to get to my finances. And you, you mess up one week. You say, forget it. And then you never go back to it again. Prepare yourself in the month of January. Use the first month of the year to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for the goals that you want to, to achieve this year. Start off by making a budget. If you don't have a budget, you can't begin any financial, any financial walk towards freedom without a budget. And before you even get to a budget, you need to sit down with all of your bills, all of your expenses, every way in which you spend money and look at it. And that's a very hard thing to do because before you can start a budget, you gotta know what you're doing, how you're spending your money. And that's the thing that will really make you, Break out in hives or feel really overwhelmed when you start looking at how you're spending your money because there's your choices Your choices start playing out right in front of you If you were to look at your expenses for a month and not december because december is a holiday month and it's a little distracting It's a little um uh, It's not a fair assessment of what you do normally But if you looked at a month and saw that you ordered out dinner You know, let's say this 30 night 30 nights in a month and you ordered you ordered in 20 of those nights and you spent $700 that month on ordering in that's a big smack in the face and you would be like wow what could I have done with $700 now mind you it wouldn't be $700 because if you're going to eat you still have to spend money to eat but you wouldn't have spent $700 if you would have gone grocery shopping and or and, and made food in your house maybe you would have spent $300 that's still an extra $400 that you could have done something else with and you may be feeling to yourself like, damn, I never have any money. I feel like things are so tight. And if you think about it, that's 400 extra dollars that could be sprinkled into your into your pot. That's 400 extra dollars you could be splitting between your savings and your retirement that you're not contributing to. That's $400 that you could be paying down on that credit card bill that you're using. So it's things like that. You have to look at your expenses. You have to look at what you're spending your money on. In a new year, January is a good time to do that. Because right now you've got all this extra. And I know many of us, most of us have all this extra that I do. I looked at my credit card bill and looked at it. I said, damn, December, you really kicked my ass on this credit card bill. And I don't know why I'm blaming December. It was me. I was swiping. Um, and I got up and I said, no, I have to pay. And I have to pay this, right? I had to move some money from my savings. But I was like, I cannot start the year with this type of debt. You know, I, I can't. Like, I, I bought all this stuff. I bought Christmas gifts. I bought birthday gifts for myself. I I, I spent money and I was a little extra with it. And so when I looked at the bill, I was like, oh, hell no. We got to get focused, right? Good time to do that in January. Looking at your expenses, looking at what you've been doing. I have been spending so much money in the last two months of the year. I've been very busy at work. It started to get colder. And my my default there is to order in for lunch. So I always bring my breakfast. That's not a problem because I drive and so I eat in the car. But, um, I've been doing, I've been bringing, I haven't been bringing my lunch cause I just been so busy. So I started ordering in and when I looked at, um, cause I have, I use the bank of America app that tells me about food delivery. I was appalled by how much money I spent. I, I and I work in downtown Brooklyn and everything's expensive. So every delivery, no matter what it is, comes, to like $25 once you had tip that was in a week. I was spending $125 in a week just on delivery for lunch. That's ridiculous, right? When I was like, and, and and I would also go grocery shopping. So I would have food in my house that I could have brought for lunch and I wasn't bringing it. So it was like, I was wasting the money double time. So I committed to this. I'm like, nope, I got up this morning. Even before I got to doing this podcast, I made my lunch. I made sure I had meal prepped yesterday. I cooked a bunch of stuff. So I'll have dinner when I get home. It's really about saying, you know what? Enough of that. And I started the year off um, January 1st. I laid in the bed. After I was a little bit slightly tired from my New Year's Eve party. Whew, wasn't hungover, but was definitely like, whoa, that was fun. I didn't go to bed till like six in the morning. But anyway, um, I, I unsubscribed to all these subscriptions that I had that I don't use. Right. So I had like, I already, when I started, I had saved $50 a month already just in subscriptions that I don't use. And it's just things that you think don't matter. $20 here, $30 there. It does matter. And so you can start to, when you start to look at your expenses, because what I had done was I looked at my bank account to just see like, what are all of these automatic deductions are coming out? And I was like, wait a minute, I never use this. I never use that. I never use this. I went and deleted it and unsubscribed, canceled the memberships. And I'm saving myself at least $50 for the month. And there's more, there's more to do, but you have to really be focused on it. And don't get overwhelmed by thinking that you want to achieve everything in one moment. Right now, my credit card bill is higher than I want it to be. And so I need to get focused through the rest of this month with a plan for how I'm gonna pay that debt down and give myself a timeline. So I'm gonna create that this month. I'm not gonna try to achieve paying off the credit card this month. I'm going to create the plan for how over the next couple of months, I'm gonna pay down my credit card bill to a point that is manageable for me. That's gonna require saying no to a few things. you know. That's gonna require being like, I can't do this, I can't do that. And so I'm going to do that. You know, I think about it, my credit card bill, it has been very helpful for me, my credit card, my Amex card, because I get um, miles through Delta and I have a trip that I need to go on, that needs to go on, (laughs) a trip that I'm going on, you know, that's back to back with another trip. And thankfully I have over a hundred thousand miles that I can use and I'll be able to use some of those miles so that I don't have to pay for a flight to go on this trip. That's a benefit for me of, of using my credit card, but I'm also saying, I don't want to carry that amount of debt. So I've got to start paying it down. And after January, you know, I'm a little limited on travel, you know, you know, travel is a big thing for me, but I'm have to limit myself. Cause the girl, you girl got to get yourself get together. You got to pay them bills. I have done got a new car. So now I have a car payment. So it's about really saying, okay, you know what? I got to put my foot down and not, not do something something that I want to do because I want to make sure that my finances are healthy. You know, it's about controlling those impulses, all those things. And again, throughout the year, this is the time. This is the time of year where you're going to get bombarded with all the ways that you need to do better with your finances. Listen to me when I say, take this month to deep it's like deep breathing. Take take it in. Really begin the process of starting over. And, and making a plan and writing it down and being realistic and not beating yourself up for the mistakes that you made, but instead making a plan to, f- to correct those mistakes and correct your behavior going forward. You don't have to beat yourself up. What's done is done. We're starting a new year. We're not doing that to ourselves. We're not beating ourselves up. We're not making this about some, something that's wrong with us. We're gonna make it right. We're gonna go and correct the direction that we're going in. And we're gonna do the things that we wanna do. You're still here, which means you still have the opportunity to to, to to turn this ship the way you want it to go. And so for 2020, we're not gonna reminisce on 2019 about all the things we did wrong in 2019. That's not what we're gonna do. We're gonna look back and take the lessons and we're gonna move forward into 2020. So here we are, it's January. Use this month to create the plan so that you can kick off February 1st ready to attack whatever your financial goals are so that you can spend 2020 in a, in a positive financial space. One for which you don't have to shame yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up. If you wanna have a cup of coffee outside, you can. If one day you need to order lunch, you can, but you're doing it with, with a conscious mind and not an unconscious mind. You're consciously making decisions that are still going to be within line with what your financial goals are. And when you start to feel like the decisions you're making are out of line with your financial goals, you have something to refer back to because you wrote it down. And at any any moment, you can kind of switch yourself around, get yourself together and get yourself back in line to meet your financial goals. It's not impossible. It's not something that you should be afraid to do. It is what you should do to get yourself free to release that burden off of your back. And we can do it. And we're gonna talk about it all year through 2020. And, and we're going to get there. And so from all I need from you is to continue to listen, continue to participate, send me your questions, send me all of that stuff. So I know what it is you want to talk about and making sure that I'm speaking to what it is that is impacting you in 2020. Thank you so much for listening for the last two years. Thank you so much for being a subscriber. Make sure since it's a new year and you know that there are people having like, th- thoughts about their finances, share this podcast. Just share it. Share it on your social media. Share it, in your, um, share it to your friends. Send an email to your friends. It's a new year. Give your friends the gift of financial emancipation. by Just take the link. You know, it's on, we're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Share the link with your friends. Let them know this is a place where they can come and listen and hear about financial freedom and how we're gonna get there. Thank you so much for listening for the last two years. I've had over um, 12,000 listens. I appreciate that. And thank you again for coming back and joining me in 2020. And I hope that this year is the year that you get to the financial freedom that you've been seeking. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already done so, can follow me on Instagram at Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions, send me an email, Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at com. Thank you so much and have a great day. Happy New Year.